It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And we've had such an interesting time in the last couple of days. We're, in fact, seven days out from November 3rd, which will be next Tuesday, which is when we'll have our general elections here in America. So shout out to everybody who has already voted. The numbers are climbing. It seems more people have voted early this year than any other election in history. So this is bound to be an historic election, and rightly so. There's a lot on the line. Just last night, we watched whiteness work as Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed as a U.S., the 115th U.S. Supreme Court Justice. Now, this is a woman who has never tried a case, has no trial experience, has been a judge since 2017 when she was appointed by the current president, right? Has only been in private practice for two years. She taught law for 15 years, has only been in private practice for two years, and is now a Supreme Court justice. That's watching whiteness work. On the same day that she was appointed, a story emerged that Jared Kushner says that black people are lazy, And black people complain because black people are lazy. That's watching whiteness work, isn't it? That's watching whiteness work. So for all of you out there who like to propagate and you proliferate in showing the rest of us that you like to watch whiteness work, good luck to you in this next election and the elections coming after that. Because young people are tired of the inequities and we're tired of the inequalities in the system where opportunities are not evenly distributed. And it seems as if just one part of the country and just one majority is always enjoying all the opportunities. That's never a good formula for continuation of your democracy. That's never a good formula. So uh, I suspect that we are going to go through some sort of a cultural awakening. Uh, And it's going to be social because we are going to have to make up in our minds as, as all these politicians have been saying, what kind of country do you want us to be? Do you still want to be a country under the thumb of an 85-year-old white man from Kentucky whose uh, ancestors were slave slaveholders? Do you, we want to be under the thumb of him? Or do we want a more progressive view of our society where we are marching towards equality and justice for all? Is that what we want to be? So a lot is on the line in this election. And I know I, for one, will turn my TV off next Tuesday night. I will turn my TV off. I will turn my Twitter off. And I'm just going to watch something on Lifetime until the votes have come in, until they've counted them all. It's also interesting kind of to watch how the Supreme Court has struck down Wisconsin's uh, bid to have late votes counted after November 3rd. I thought the Supreme Court was supposed to be impartial. I didn't know the Supreme Court is supposed to be uh, partisan. Like, literally, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of the Republican Party. I thought the Supreme Court was supposed to be impartial. So it sounds like we're going to have to reset that body. I've been saying it for some time now. You can't give people lifetime appointments. You create monarchies. And we can't give people lifetime appointments because now they feel as if the Supreme Court is more powerful than the people's vote. The Supreme Court of the United States is determining that your vote does not count. If they're throwing up ballots in Wisconsin, what they're saying is your vote does not count. That's what the United States Supreme Court is doing. It is saying your vote does not count. So you, as a citizen, can't choose whom you want. Your vote doesn't count. Their vote, that's what counts. Guys, wake up. People need to wake up and realize that this is what is at stake. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I don't know how Wisconsin is going to get around that. I suspect it's going to create such upheaval that states are going to revert to their sovereignty and say, 
Why can't the people in my state have their votes counted? First of all, we were in a pandemic. Then the rigging of the U.S. Postal Service by the current administration to rig the election and to tear down people's rights to vote. This is the craziest thing I have never in my entire life. Never did I know that the Supreme Court could take a partisan stance like this. That is just the most absolutely unbelievable thing they could have done. Don't do it to make it sound like you're being fair. You're not being fair. You're being partisan. The Supreme Court of the United States is partisan. And we have got a problem because it means if somebody like me and you have to appear before them, don't expect any justice. They're not going to show any justice to us because they're going to be, they're going to rule white and they're going to rule right on the line to the Republican Party. I tell you this that I know for sure. The Republican Party, after this election, is effectively dismantled. The people who left, they're not going to go back. Because it does not look anything like they want to be represented. Most people don't like this blatant disregard for equality and for people of color. Most people don't like it. It's always subtle. You know it's there. It's subtle. It's not overstated. It's not branded about and brandished in your face. But this blatant form of racism and this blatant form of nepotism, such as appointing your son-in-law to be a White House advisor, to advise on policy, so much so that he feels in his privileged lot and his privileged skin. He can actually sit there and say, black people don't have anything because they complain and they're lazy. Jesus Christ, I wish he would come to Detroit and talk foolishness like that. Come down here. I'm telling you, come down here. Come down to my level where I am and come let me and you talk about privilege. Let's talk about that, right? And that is not just, and I'm not justifying it by making any disclaimer that their inherent problems in, in, in the black. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that because that's not what this is about. What this is about is somebody looking at it and watching whiteness work. And they're not done with us yet. This is why it's so important to go out and vote. I'm telling you, if you're waiting on your ballot to get to the, uh, to the, to the post delivered by U.S. mail, it ain't even going to happen if you're in Detroit. Put yourself in your car or download the Lyft app to your phone and inside the Lyft app, look for MI Lyft. They will send a Lyft ride to your house to pick you up and take you to go and vote. If you don't want to show up at the polls, go down there and get your ballot and ask for it and go vote. And just say, I want a ballot. I'm voting right now. Here's my ID. We all need to do this because this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. The U.S. Supreme Court is saying your vote in Wisconsin does not count. They're telling us clearly that our votes do not count because they want a monarchical system where they're at the top and they pass uh, leadership from one generation to the next. They don't care about the people like us. It's not about us. It's about them continuing to reign and making the United States just like the Hunger Games. Now, if we can have it bad here in the U.S., can you imagine what it must be like in other parts of the world? that are less developed than we are? Can you just imagine? It's, a, it, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing how this stuff happens. I, I know you're all not going to listen to this, and you're all going to say, well, it, it, it is something to think about. How can you say that the votes of the people in Wisconsin don't count, and the U.S. Supreme Court is going to vote in favor of the Republican Party? Jesus, take the wheel. I'm trying to control myself. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. I'm trying. I don't know that I'm succeeding. I don't know. Pray for me. Pray for me. Right. So now that they have confirmed this unqualified candidate to be a Supreme Court justice, uh, now your rights to an abortion are up in the air. So. Let's talk about that for just a second, because everybody gets tethered and say, well, most men say, well, abortion doesn't concern me. Yeah, it doesn't concern you until you have a relative who found herself pregnant and found herself not wanting, not being able to carry through the pregnancy, or sometimes pregnancies are discontinued for medical reasons. Those happen too, right? Uh, Your body can't sustain the pregnancy. It becomes unviable 
And so your body seeks to abort the pregnancy called a miscarriage, or you have to take the baby because its viability is no longer sustainable, right? So what about people who become, find themselves pregnant but didn't plan on being pregnant? So if you get pregnant, but you, it's the wrong time you're in college, it's the wrong time you're not married to someone or the marriage isn't going anywhere. So you feel that you don't want to be tied to this person by having being tied to them for the rest of time, by having a child with them, then people have varying reasons why they choose to be pregnant. I've always looked at abortion from the perspective that a woman has the right to choose. It's her body and it's her decision. She's going to be the parent or caregiver for that child into perpetuity. Therefore, it becomes her decision because she's the one who will have to wake up in the middle of the night, change diapers. She's the one who's going to have to clean up baby poop. She's the one who's going to say, I'm, I'm so delivered from this. It's, it's amazing. Look at me. My years of doing that, I, I am so done. I've had my two and I'm done. <laughs> right? So now I'm looking at others like, enjoy. <laughs> right? But think about it. So she is the caregiver. She has to give up work or not work, right? She has to figure out how they get dropped off at daycare. Yes, there might be a father in play, but ultimately the caregiving lies ultimately with her. She's going to have to dedicate her hours to making dinner, making breakfast, getting up every morning, cleaning up the walking behind a child. Anybody ever raise children around here? My my daughter told me, uh, uh, and she's been saying this for some time, she says, I am not even, she's, no, you got to understand she's graduated law school. She's a lawyer. She says she is not ready to have a child because she says, I can, I can barely control myself and carry myself. And I'm going to, and I said, what, you know, my usual question is, what, what if you had to drop a child off at daycare on your way to work? And she's like, you don't have to worry about that. That's not <laughs> Right. And I'm like, but I had to do it with you guys. And she's like, that's exactly why I'm not going to do it, right? Because she's like, it's a lot. She says, I, she comes home from work and she's like, then I have to go cook. Yes, yeah, you have to clean up the baby, bathe the baby, put them to bed, make sure they, they're ready for the next day, clean up the house. So she says, what about if I hire a housekeeper? I said, yeah, you can hire a housekeeper to do that. But the job of parenting is still yours and caregiving is still yours. So when people look at those kinds of scenarios, they take the, the opportunity that I'm going to go on birth control and then I'm going to choose if I get pregnant, I cannot carry a pregnancy. That should be a right that a woman has. None of us should stand in judgment and say to a woman, you shouldn't have had an abortion. None of us, because you are not in her shoes and you are not in her skin. But what has happened is that when, when, when uh, right-wingers talk about abortion, let me be clear, they're talking about white babies. They're talking about white women and the perpetuation of the white race. It has nothing to do with black babies. It has nothing to do with brown babies. Their primary concern is to increase the numbers of the white population. If that, if that were not true, they wouldn't engage in voter suppression in minority communities. They wouldn't engage in education suppression in minority communities. Because their whole and healthcare suppression in minority communities. Thank you, right? Because their whole game is what is to encourage as many white women as possible to have more children. But what is happening? White women, when they became college educated and they started going into college and in mass from the late fifties into the sixties and onwards, guess what? They didn't want to stay home and have babies anymore. Maybe one or two, but people were busy. They had a life to live. Plus, child care and working are not congruent. I mean, they're not compatible. I also think they made it so much more difficult that women would ultimately choose to stay home and raise babies rather than go to work. Hence why we don't earn as much. Hence why it's difficult for you to get time off when you have, to, when you have a sick child and so on. It's a discouragement. But that's how some people felt. The bigger picture is that mom and pop, grandma and grandma, sit down and have their coffee and have their cigarette, they smoke their cigar, and say, you know something? The white race is diminishing. It's about time we do something about it. That young girl, you got better have some babies. 
And I'm like, and you better get up off your butt and go have them yourself. Right? So this was always about white women and their rights to have children or not. This never had anything to do with people of color. But the ramifications and implications are ours nonetheless. And you see it happening right now with uh, the stories that emerged that ICE detention center in Georgia were performing hysterectomies on immigrant women, forcing them to have babies. Isn't that population suppression? That's birth suppression. That's preventing women from having children, women of color, from having children. Why? Because by 2030, the population will be majority brown. It's not going to be majority white. America is not 67% white like Kenosha, Wisconsin is. America is less than 58% white, and it's, the numbers are vastly diminishing. So white people in America have taken the stand that we need to oppress women with abortion laws that are oppressive so you can't obtain a safe abortion anywhere. Some states you, can, you have to drive over 250 miles to go have an abortion. Those are states in which grandma and grandpa sit back and say, there are too many black and brown babies running around. We need to make sure the white race is perpetuated. It sounds Nazi-ish, and it does, because that's exactly how the Nazis believed. That's why they created the gas chambers. They were ridding the world, their part of the world, of Jews, whom they felt were were not clean. Can you believe that? And I wonder how some of you Jews vote Republican. It's, it's just mind-blowing. You have Holocaust survivors in your DNA, in your genealogy, and you still vote Republican and still vote for on the stupidness like this, telling yourselves a lie. Look at it, right? Do you see what I'm saying? So, so when you look at this, you've you got to understand, like, so now they have appointed a Supreme Court justice who does not believe in abortion rights. How is that going to work for you and I? How is that going to work for the millions of women who will choose to have abortion later on? It's not going to. It's not going to. And that is exactly how they want the cookie to crumble. See, these are all attitudes and behaviors thought of by a group of irrelevant old white men. They're irrelevant because they're not in the mainstream today. Because white people today, white men, most of them are gay or on the down low, but most of them are gay. So they're not having children. White women, are, if they're college educated, they have maybe one or two, but by and large, they're not having children. Some white women are also lesbian, which means they're not. And then you have the third group, the third variable is what? That people are copulating with people of color. So white men are choosing outside of their race, White women are also choosing people outside of their race to have children with. So when you look at those three variables, the group of old, insignificant, irrelevant white men who, with your vote this year, are going to realize how insignificant and irrelevant they are, they are the ones who come up with these policies as if we live in in times of the handmaid where you can literally tell women that you must have children. This is why I'm telling you, you need to be careful about these things, because if they can rule an abortion, then pretty soon they're going to come and rule and tell us how many children we should have and how many children we can have. China did it. Remember China? China told their people that they could only have a male child. They didn't think it through. Then when they grew up, all of a sudden you have more men than women. Your population is threatened. So who is going to carry a baby? Because they didn't think it through. It's the same thing. Regardless, do you know that the average brown family has four children, especially uh, Muslims culturally, right, have four children? How are white people going to compete with that when you're either gay or lesbian or you have children with people of color? That's the disconnect generationally because... They don't care. Young, they don't care. They're just like people are people I want to be with whom I want to be with. To insist that people must be with someone of your own race is ridiculous because I don't know who I'm going to like or who I'm going to fall in love with or who chemistry is going to tickle with. Hello, somebody. 
who says that I am going to end up copulating with someone of my own ethnicity? That's, that, that, that doesn't have to be the norm. People are people, and you end up where you are supposed to be and with whom you are supposed to be with and whom you choose to be with. So abortion rights are up in the air because now they're going to strip it away and say you can't have it under a federal health care law. In some places, insurances can, private insurance can pay for it, depending on how the doctor classifies it. If they classify it as a danger to the woman's health, it's classified under private insurances as a dilation and cutterage, meaning she had to take out parts of her uterus or parts of her womb, then it's covered by some insurance policies. But under a federal health care plan, absolutely not. And then now they're going to leave the decision up to some states. And you've heard us talk about red states. Red states are run by people who have tunnel vision. You wave a flag in front of them, give them one idea, and they neither look to the left nor to the right. They just keep like a horse going straight down the track, and they just go march straight towards it. This is the thing with fundamentalism that is scary because those people essentially practice a form of politics that is extremist and fundamentalist in its approach and its discipline and in the way it distributes its ideas on, on ordinary life because you don't take into consideration variables. You don't look at what happens with people and that people are dynamic and that people's needs change over time. Isn't it, wouldn't it be crazy? We, we have a constitution here in the U.S., right? Certain things are fundamental and basic, right? Those things don't change, but public policy changes and has to be dynamic because population changes, people's needs changes. What we were in 1918 is not who we are in 2020, 102 years later. So therefore, public policy will change. The Constitution basically just set some things in place. Here are some things that should not change no matter what else is going on. I believe that the next president, hopefully it will be Joe Biden, I believe the next president needs to put some things in place. We got to eradicate systemic racism, and we should make it a public policy. Matter of fact, I believe it is already written in the law. You can't discriminate against anyone based on race, color, origin, doesn't that, it says so, but they still do it. So we need to take it one step further and say, uh, we're going to require, well, they did, they did it with affirmative action. You have to have a certain number of people. And here in the state of Michigan, they voted that down. Do you see what I'm saying? It's almost like white people are sitting back. You have nothing else to do. Look at you all. You have nothing else to do. You're so privileged. You can get up and go down to Chase Bank and just sign on on a loan. They don't even check your credit score. With the rest of us, they check our, our FBI uh, criminal background. Some of you all are felons just come out of jail, and how do you have credit cards? I spoke to one guy who told me that he has credit cards. I said, but you're a felon. How did you get a bank account? No answer. You know why? They went to a bank. He's white. And guess what? They didn't check his background. A black man walks in there to open an account. They check his criminal background. I looked at him, and he looked back at me. And I said, oh, I forgot. They did you based on color, didn't they? So as a felon who spent 25 years in jail for murder, for attempted murder, you got yourself a Chase credit card. I said, oh, I see. I said, do they know you're a felon? Or should I call them? Don't play with me. Do not play with me. Do you see what I'm saying? This is how you got to tear down the system of racism. You got to call it out. And you've got to let people know that it is there. I know what you're trying to do, and it's not going to work with me. We can't just, it's not enough for us to sit back and just let things happen. We sat back and let things happen. Somebody asked me, how is it that Trump could appoint 200 uh, federal judges in four years? I said, because nobody votes in midterm elections. You know, people won't get up and go vote. You sit down and talk about Kanye like Kanye is some savior. Kanye can't even add two plus two. How do you support somebody for political office? Do you understand what is involved? 
that you're going to support someone who is declared a bipolar, that means they can't think straight and logically. You need logical thinkers and clear thinking and clear people with mind head, mindsets to go into politics. Look at what we're going through right now. It's clear our president was never clear-minded from the day that man came down on the escalator. He called Mexicans rapists. He called immigrants uh, descendants of people from shithole countries. It's clear he was racist, but you all jumped all over it. That was, it's, he affirmed you, didn't he? Made you all feel good. Yeah, he's seen what I always wanted to say. Yeah, and look at the shit we're in. Yes, we're in shit right now. Our country is in the deepest pickle that it has been. You have a system where the stock market is out of control, reflective only of very wealthy people. And meantime, people are dying. Hospitals in Utah are rationing care in ICUs, and they're not providing coronavirus relief to seniors because it is expected that older people will die first. That's what you voted for. That's what you voted for. That's what you got. Feels good? I hope you really do feel good because when it's your turn, you 65-year-old white man, you 65-year-old white woman, that's the same decision-making process they're going to put on you. They're not going to take into consideration that you're a lifelong Republican. They're going to take into consideration that you are 65 years old and there's a 25-year-old here who needs to be on a ventilator. We're going to put the 25-year-old on a ventilator and you 65-year-old going to stay in the hallway until you expire. Good. Because you didn't think it through. Seriously? When you don't vote in midterms, Obama couldn't get Jack done because he was under a what? A Republican-controlled House and Senate. Do you all remember that? He had no power. He couldn't do anything because the way the country set up, you have to have consensus. Well, the, the, according to Mitch McConnell, he was going to make Barack Obama a one-term president. Obama couldn't get Jack done. So you're all waiting out there, black people, and some of you black men, I'm going to talk to you all tonight on Facebook Live, Right? Some of you all jumping tough out there, you expected him to be the savior to come and overturn 400 years of systemic racism, and he himself is a black man surrounded by all white. Did you see how it looked? He was the only black person sitting in the midst, and the rest of them all were white. What did you think was really going to happen? Are you silly or are you not? <laughs> it makes no sense. And so when you don't vote in midterms, you end up with people like Amy Coney Barrett, who never, she never presided over a trial. She presided over civil trials. She never presided over a criminal case. Unbelievable. In Michigan, for you to be a judge, you have to be a practicing attorney for five years. That means you have to practice law for five years. And then you can run for job, being running it for a judge. But if you get appointed, heck, yeah, well, they know you, they like you, they appoint you. That's nepotism, and that's uh, and that's prejudice. That's not leveling the playing field at all. I am quite sure there were other qualified candidates who were right wingers and conservatives who could have been appointed. But no, they shove it in your face. And you all sit back and smile. And you still won't get up and go vote. There's another, this is now 2020. There's another midterm elections coming up because 2020 elections are over now, right? We're in the final, this is less than the final stretch. Tomorrow will be six days to go. There are midterm elections coming in 2022. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit back too? No, get yourselves up and get moving. Then there are going to be elections in 2024. Get up and say something. That's how they know you are alive. You saw this video floating around on Facebook where the Hispanics were going to the polls in Las Vegas. They rode up to them polls. Oh, yes. They were on horses. If that is what it took... They were on horses riding up to the polls. When those, and those, that was early voting. 
Wait till all those votes come in. <laughs> it hasn't been counted yet, people. Let 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 it all get counted. Because what they're planning to do is only to count the Republican vote. They're not going to count the Democratic vote. That's why everybody should take a picture when you're at the polling booth and say, I voted. So when all those voted, so where did my vote go? We, we, we can't just sit back. The thing with democracy is that it's people engaged and people driven. If you want totalitarianism, then go someplace else. But if you want to maintain some autonomy over the choices we make and over the decisions that impact our life, then it, this is a democracy. But democracy requires engagement. And we've got to, it, it, yes, at the same time that it gives autonomy, there's got to be engagement. The engagement comes in the form of voting. And the engagement also comes in the form of discussions. You have the right, according to the Constitution, for free speech. You can tweet them. They can't shut you down because under the law, that's suppressing your rights to free speech. Hello, somebody. You can Facebook them. You can write them a letter, put it on their Facebook page, and they can't say anything because that would be suppressing your right to free speech. Right? Because communicating through social media is now an accepted form of communication. And so we get to this place now where we're at this intersection, we find ourselves. We're a growing democracy. We're a growing nation. We haven't finished growing yet. We're still growing. And so we find ourselves at this intersection where uh, we are growing and there are some changes that need to be made. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to continue as usual or are we going to, to do whatever? Because sitting back in the last sets of midterm elections, produce somebody like this lady being nominated to the Supreme Court justice, throwing it in our face. And Justice Clarence Thomas, a black man who happens to be married to a white woman, and his wife is a major fundraiser for the Republican Party. Do you see what I'm talking about? These are the connectednesses. Clarence Thomas's wife is a fundraiser, is one of the major fundraisers for the Republican Party. Hence, Clarence Thomas swore in uh, Miss, Miss Amy last night, swore in Amy Barrett. I'm, I'm not going to call her justice. No, because she didn't earn that. You want my respect? You earned that. I'm not calling her justice. I'm waiting for the next administration to come in and impeach her because she's unqualified. And the way in which they did it to facilitate them rigging an election, nah, that's not flying with me. Do you see what I'm saying? So here's Clarence Thomas, cool number one, up there swearing in somebody knowing that she rammed over all the black women who were candidates and who were just as qualified. Yeah, they might be Republican, but I'm in, in it for somebody who is at least qualified. And there is Clarence Thomas. So I'm like, so where were the other justices? Well, they probably had to go to dinner or they had a sick child or Justice Roberts probably went for a jog and they probably pushed him down again. He probably fell, so he couldn't make it. And uh, Justice Sotomayor uh, didn't make it because she had pressing prior commitments. No, they didn't go because, number one, it was a super spreader event at the White House. (laughs) And number two, the optics look real bad. Man, I don't know how this is all going to turn out if the election doesn't go his way. You know, the optics look bad. So nobody wanted to be, but the coon number one, Clarence Thomas, who has been coon from the beginning, wasn't he appointed by Father Bush? I think he was appointed by Father Bush, wasn't he? 1991, I think. Yeah. I've never been a fan of his because he doesn't. And he like, you know, this is the thing. People like to say, well, I make my own decisions. You have a responsibility. One thing with white people, they know when they get a position, they're there not just for themselves, but they're also there representing their race and their community. Black people, though, 
they will say, well, I have my own decisions and I am independently minded. That's what John James, the black guy running for Senate over here says, never served in public office, never even served as a councilman in Farmington Hills, but declaring that he has experience to go to Washington. Like how? In combat? Uh, Washington is not a war zone. It's not combat territory. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. How can you say you have service, experience to serve in political arenas, and you never even served as a councilman? You never even served on the school board. It's the same thing with, this is the Republican agenda, is ramming people down our throats consistently over time, and we will not resist. We sit back and let it happen because you refuse to get up and go and go and vote. If you don't like who is running, put your darn self on the darn ballot, then. Go put yourself on the ballot. Go organize and put yourself on the ballot. That's what democracy is. Barack Obama was said when he was 25, he went into Chicago and he became a grassroots organizer, a community organizer, organizing people to vote. He said, I'm so used to having a bullhorn. That's how he started. And he said he was on fire and he was going to set the whole city and town and country on fire because things had to change. He was so fired up, he became the 44th president. So you want to be, you want to have change and you want to see meaningful change? Go organize. Go put yourself on the ballot. You don't like how it goes. You don't like that Kamala Harris was a prosecutor and locked up black men. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? They were criminals. They were beating up their wives and girlfriends and shooting the place up. That's criminal behavior. So you don't expect prosecutors to prosecute criminals. So if you're not a criminal, you don't have any you don't have anything to worry about. But you're gonna sit back and let people like this lady get nominated to the Supreme Court because of your apathy. And because your own personal need, probably you have a warrant or two for not paying child support, so you can't drive around. You you need to go take responsibility for that. You don't want me to start talking about systemic racism and how it has intersected with my life. I guess the choice of the criminal is not resident or reside in me. When hit with adversity, I didn't pick up to go rob a bank or to go rob a store or go do foolishness like that. When you don't engage in the process, this is what happens. So I want to be clear that abortion rights here is referencing white women. It's perpetuating the white race. But the impact that it has is upon all of us. Here's how you know it's true. In a Georgia detention center, where people who had come across the border were placed and dislocated, the center authorized that a gynecologist could perform hysterectomies on those women. And when certain members of Congress called for an investigation into the Department of Homeland Security's handling of the matter, they were shut down by the Republican-controlled Senate, who said, well, that's an internal matter. Let them deal with it. Do you see how your rights are evaporating under these people? Because it's kind of like, I want to do what I want to do, just like my ancestors did on the plantation, and get away with it, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Welcome to the 21st century. So what are you all going to do? So you have your girl. She got pregnant. She doesn't want to have the baby. But you live in in Arkansas. Get an abortion, you're going to have to drive to another state to get it. What are you going to do? So in addition to paying for the abortion, you have to pay for the drive, the car ride, (laughs) the gas, and maybe have to stay over for a night because you never know what can happen. Are you hearing me? Your rights are on the line. And I know for a lot of people, you keep talking about, well, abortion rights are not the only thing. But if they can strike down one right, what's to stop them from striking down other rights? Just like right now, the United States, the U.S. Supreme Court, is striking down the rights of people in Wisconsin to have their votes counted 
that's your right to vote in Wisconsin, isn't it? Well, it just got struck down by the United States Supreme Court. They're going to strike down your rights to an abortion. What's next? Your rights to breathe, your right to a free education, according to Rick Snyder, a Republican governor. Do you see a pattern emerging here? It's almost as if being Republican means being a hater of people, being a hater of progress, that they're caught up in the same age-old mindsets and stereotypes of a bygone era where they not only oppressed people. Today, they don't call it oppression. It's suppression. They want us to suppress your rights to an abortion. They want to suppress your rights to education. They want to suppress your rights to health care. They want to suppress your rights to even walk freely and navigate the streets. But they like to talk about Second Amendment rights to hold guns. What the hell does that do to me when our people are sick in a hospital with COVID and now you're going to ration who gets treated from COVID? And senior citizens are going to be placed in a hallway. My mama, my grandma, my grandpa, that's what you all need to be get up and get holy about and get unholily mad about. You need to rise up and stop beating up your wife and go talk to the politicians who make you get so angry you're going to beat up your wife. That's where the real problem lies. If they can take one right away, then all your rights are subject to being discussed by a majority of white people and a coon because he's black on the outside but white on the inside. So he's like an Oreo. Yes, I just said that, right? Because he's no way, shape, or form a representative of his ethnicity and his culture and his community. Look at all the problems there exist in the black community. Are you going to sit up there and agree with the oppressor? And you're not going to say, you know, we have some inherent problems that are caused by systemic racism. Perhaps we need to address those at this level. Perhaps we need to look into that. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to take the easy way out and get secure a lifetime appointment. It's time out for that. That's going to be fixed by, the, by next Wednesday morning this time. You're going to have some idea of how this all shapes by 2 a.m. Wednesday morning. You're going to get some idea how it all shaped out. And people better start packing their bags and better start looking for the nearest exit. Because we're coming for you all. Every right that is being suppressed right now where black people in minority communities have to stand in line for six hours. A friend of mine is a lawyer on Facebook. She lives in Georgia. She went to the polls at 6.45 a.m. on Monday. She did not leave until 12.37 p.m. The line snaked through two parking lots. People have been standing in the rain in New Orleans. You see senior citizens coming out of nursing homes with their walkers making sure they get their votes counted. That is voter suppression. Read my lips. What did I just say? Voter suppression. That is voter suppression. And if they can, they have done the oppression. The oppression was enslavement and Jim Crow and civil rights. That was oppression. Now they're suppressing your right. They're even suppressing your right to think freely. Because they come to folks like you and I and they say, well, you know, Harriet, we're not exactly racist. We just believe in God and country. So my question is, so who is your country? Who is in the, your idea of country? What is that? What does that include? What does your idea of God include? Does your idea of God include supporting people who are racist and who believe in the oppression of other people of color? Talk to me. Talk to me. I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear. I want to hear. All I'm saying, that if they can start working on suppressing your rights to having something like an abortion, that's a decision that a woman should make. They like to tell you that it's murder and God doesn't sanction murder. Yeah, but some of you all are having sex with 12 and 13-year-old children. Some of you all are murdering your people. Yes, you kill people. In the name of your Second Amendment. Your Second Amendment rights, yeah? God does not like the killing. It's infanticide. Seriously? You're going to help that girl raise a teenager who was raped by her father, raped by her stepfather, raped by her uncle, her brother, her cousin? You're going to help her raise that child? You're going to help that woman raise that child after that man feels that he should move on to the next 
want to go have, you know, start a new family somewhere? How, when did you become, when did God appoint you his role? God subrogated his role as judge to you. That's what that means. People who like to tell you they're pro-life, they have now subrogated God's role. God is the judge. I thought he was. You believe in God, right? Okay, so God is the judge. So you have taken over his role and you have now decided to land judgment. I think you need to sit down. Because in the same way that they have taken away these rights and they plan to, is the same way they're going to take away your right to vote, your right to assemble, yeah? Except, of course, if you go to the Michigan Capitol with guns and you are a militia or domestic terrorist, I guess you can get away with that. That is how ridiculous. We have gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. The Republican Party. Yes, I used to like you guys. Yes, I did. I even hung out with some of you. I used to like you guys. But not when this foolishness, I told you all that this foolishness was too much. Here it is. You take party over country. You want to continue to support stuff like this. We, we, we can't agree. I can't. You're suppressing people's rights. It's only a matter of time before you start telling people. You're already telling people who to marry by saying that people who like a person of the same sex should not marry. You Again, you are subrogating God's role. God is the judge. I thought you believed in God. So you can't subrogate God's role and take over God's role. So pretty soon if you're going to tell same-sex people that they can't marry each other, then you're going to tell me who I can marry. You remember that up until a few years ago, interracial marriage was not allowed. But Justice Thomas is a beneficiary of that because his wife is white. And he could marry her based on a law that made interracial marriage legal. But here he is sitting on the Supreme Court being a coon, forgetting where he started. You, you, you know why I go back to basics? Maybe that's why I'm where I am today, I, seriously, because I had to be humbled. I had to be brought to a level of awareness by being humbled so that the color of my skin reminded me what context that I live in. So it humbled me. I suspect some of us need to be humbled, including you, too, because this is just ridiculous. We've gone so far off. We're, we're now telling people, your votes don't count. That's what that is. We're telling people your votes don't count. And we're telling women, I have power over your body. So I'm going to determine how many children you have and when you have children. And if you choose to end a pregnancy, I'm not going to allow it because I am God. That's literally what we're saying. I want to end on this. The, 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 the current Supreme Court justice who was just uh, sworn in yesterday, so I imagine she went to work this morning to take up her space. Enjoy it while it lasts because it's going to be a brief sitting. <laughs> she is part of a group of people who believe in, in fundamentalism as it happens. So women are handmade funny to me how she believes that because her husband should be the one nominated not her you know but I guess if you are powerful enough then the rules don't apply to you that's what this comes down to you're not going to find rich people defending this you know why because the rules don't apply to them that's how they feel and that is such a dangerous thing in a democracy where one group of people feel that the rules don't apply, that we stop focusing on the common good. They, you know, people like to talk about socialist this and socialist that. You better be careful because we don't, we're, we, I don't even know if we're capitalists at this stage. This capitalistic idea of every man for himself has destroyed us. So now we're, some people are saying maybe we should have universal health care, maybe we should have this. I believe we should have damn yeah, well, yeah, near universal health care. Nobody should be sick. Did you just read the thing, uh, the story that is circulating about Zantac and breast cancer? We need universal health care. Yeah, we do. There, You go to the doctor and you say, I have acid reflux or I have something wrong with my stomach. And they give you Zantac. 
Five years later, you have a diagnosis for breast cancer. And you th- so what happens to those folks? And you still don't believe we need universal health care. Right now, as soon the president has promised, within a few days, the Supreme Court is going to strike down the Affordable Care Act. That means all of you out there who are on, you poor whites out in rural America, who are on uh, Medicaid and who need your medicines and your meds to keep going, that's you. When you were jumping up at the MAGA rally, you didn't realize this was coming. He did say it right before you, and you clapped your hands and say, go Trump to this. Well, he's going to Trump you all. He's going to strike down the Affordable Care Act, which effectively is going to reduce your ability to access Medicare. Do you know, I found out, that COVID-19 is mostly paid for by, the, by government insurance. Private insurances, they ain't paying for it. They have to give it different classifications for them to pay for it. Are you all hearing this stuff? So go ahead and not vote and go ahead and not think upon these things. Ah, boy. This is as down to earth as I can get. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 